Tyler win an MVP this year? I hope so. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are up to something. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Run up pads on, so we're not going to talk about a whole lot of nothing. Tuesday is sparring day, Wednesday is day that we install everything that we're going to run the game. Are you getting the wheel again? All right. We're good. Rainbow wheel is gone. Yeah, we're good. Just, just roll with it. We're live, Clef. We're live, man. We're, we're, we're rolling. Uh, <laughs> they don't teach you this in we're, we're, school. No, they don't. They don't. The garage band, I was telling Lee, Tommy, the garage band yesterday, when I was putting in your track, it was just copying Lee. And so I just had to, it was ridiculous. I had to put put mine together with Lee's, export that, and then add well, yours. Well, it's been, it's been working so. uh, for free and without, you know, fame for four years now, and it's, it's starting to rebel. It's starting to become conscious of <laughs> of your sins against it. Yeah. Uh, division previews roll on here. Uh, we're over the hump, fellas. We, we've, uh, this will be the fifth. I This will be the fifth, right? Yeah. Or is it the, the sixth? I think this is six, right? Because we'll yeah, this two is six. after this. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking with the with the Lions preview. Okay. Of course. Well, yeah, but that's but, not division but, uh, per se. Yeah. But um, we're, we're we're about wrapping it up. Training camps. Uh, I think as of today, all 32 teams are I think at least right. reporting. Yep. They're at least reported. Uh, whether or not they are uh, actually practicing yet uh, varies across the league. But we're doing the NFC South today, the division that has the 2020-2021 champions in it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we were talking to Tommy about how both the Bucks and the Rams uh, did not win their division but beat the team that won their division uh, in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm kind of be interested to know when the last time uh, that happened. Yeah, I mean, that's so. – uh... I'm I'm stumped right now. Fun fact. Off top, I I can't. Yeah. It would have to be a wild card team. I would I would think, right? Yep. Um. But like two in the same uh, playoffs and in the same conference, it's pretty uh pretty unique. Yeah, very unique. Very unique. Uh, maybe we'll see it more as as there's more playoff spots. I also I also had a quick. Uh, just remember, I, I have a quick trivia, fellas. Let's hear it. Um, Let's kick it. Uh, it's it's just it's just one there's just one hint so it's you're either, you're either gonna get it or you're not gonna get it um but what was the team that Jamal Charles played for in his last season in the NFL? Mm. Was it the Jets? No. Jamal Charles. Ooh. Let me go again. I I. I... I mean, no, I get my guess before I get my guess before you go again. I just need to think for like ten more seconds. I'm gonna say the Ravens. Nope. Is it the Seahawks? I I was wrong. No. I thought it was Seattle. He only appeared in like two games, like so. It was it wasn't like a full season or anything. Dolphins. Mm-mm. I'm stumped. That's a great I'm question. The, uh, One sec. Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, wow. Well, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Wow. Neither would I have. Played in two games, six rushes for seven yards. Uh, that's a question the, uh, guaranteed to go. stump people. That's a, that's a Jeopardy. <laughs> that's a Jeopardy question. 
Yeah, because he had he had that last he had a full season with the Broncos. Um, That's right. And then after Kansas City, and then he fizzled out in Jacksonville. Anyways, we roll on. Uh, he he was a great. He tore his ACL at Ford Field. Another little known fact: ran into Rory yeah. the Lion. The, uh, he was he was a special issue. he was uh, a special talent man. Division preview time. Atlanta Falcons, we'll start with them in the NFC South. We talked about the Titans yesterday. Uh, this is now the team headed by Arthur Smith. Uh, Ter- is Terry Fontenot, right, is their, is their GM from the Saints. And they made a little bit of a splash going with Kyle Pitts uh, in the draft, taking him over maybe a potential quarterback for the future. Um this team is interesting. I think, to a certain extent, Arthur Smith can can come in and make this offense work. Uh, Lee, I know you're not a huge Matt Ryan guy and, and think he's kind of been declining, but I th- I still think Matt Ryan can be effective as a quarterback. Um, so I, I think to a certain extent, this offense could be still pretty good with with Calvin Ridley and and Kyle Pitts coming in, and even guys like Russell Gage who who flashed last year. Um, obviously though the departure of Julio doesn't exactly help for me, the, where, where this team fails to impress me is, is on the defensive side. Um, this has been a pretty bad defense for a couple of years and, uh, it's not like they really made a lot of moves, um, to improve it in the off season as well. So, um, outside of AJ Terrell and, and Grady Jarrett, there's, there's no one really that, um, I, Deion Jones is is, is a, been a good player, but the the defense to me is where I think this team is is going to struggle, and I think it's potentially um, likely that the offense just takes a step back with learning a new system and, and losing Julio Jones and and Matt Ryan, kind of getting older. Yeah, um, I don't have much to say other than I I despise this team on paper. I think they're really bad. And I think trading Julio was a terrible idea. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts is a great player, but I think that was the wrong pick. I think they should have taken a quarterback. I am the lowest on Matt Ryan out of anyone. I think you know, on, on this podcast, I think that's probably a big part of the reason why I don't like this team. The only thing I like about this team is that Arthur Smith is their coach, so now they have a more creative offensive mind drawing things up. Um, didn't like their draft. I don't see how this team is any better than they were last year. I, th- I have a very hard time you know, seeing anyone make an argument for why this team is better other than the projection that Arthur Smith is going to be, you know, uh, a wonder kid coach and, you know, scheme them to wins. But there's not anything to be excited about on the defense. And we've looked at enough offenses now where like a lot of offenses in the NFL are really good. There are a lot of them. And this is not an offense that I think is really good. I think it's okay. Um, I think the offensive line is fine. Sure, Calvin Ridley is for sure an alpha number one receiver, but I don't think Russell Gage is a legitimate number two receiver. And even if Kyle Pitts is your number two receiver, you're relying on a 20-year-old kid who, you know, you just took the highest out of any tight end ever been taken in NFL history to basically come in for the role of Julio Jones, who is the most legendary player in Falcons history, arguably, outside of Mike Vick, maybe. Um <laughs> You know, I like Mike Davis, but the running back room doesn't really excite me. I just don't know, you know, 
I'm just thinking, man, if I'm the Panthers or if I'm the Saints, you have to beat the Falcons when you play them. This is a team that is not as good as you are, and we'll get into those other teams later, but this team is a step behind where I think they should be and where they're being evaluated at right now. And when I see them, you know, on paper, I see them in the category of the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphias of the world and the, and the, you know, even the Jets to a certain extent or, you know, I don't know. Lions. The Lions. Um, yeah. I, I think they're, they're, they're a fourth place team. That's what this yeah. looks like to me. Sorry, Ty, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, I, on. I, I see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess a lot of it does come down to Arthur Smith because I think if you view him in a positive light, then I think you could see why this offense would be better. Obviously, you know, improving after losing Julio Jones is a really tough task. But I mean, if anyone is going to fill that role, I mean, I would I would put my money on Kyle Pitts. Obviously, you know, we haven't. I, I forget like the I think Vernon Davis has the most receiving yards as a tight end and was like 800 uh, as a rookie. Um, so obviously, you know, Pitts is going to have a pretty big burden and he's going to have to be, you know, what he was evaluated as as a prospect and not really a tight end and an offensive weapon who, you know, you're going to line up on the outside in, you know, three wide receiver sets with Calvin Ridley and be a mismatch. You know, and, and if anyone's going to exploit him in that way, I think it's I think it's going to be Arthur Smith. Um you know, I, I can't disagree with what you guys said about the defense. I think, you know, there's some nice players there. I think we should bring up uh, Foyasada Luakon. He's, he's, a, he's a good linebacker, man. He's, I, like, I like the way he plays. No, he's, he is good. Their linebackers are decent. They're, they're but then it's like good. they're bringing Dean Pease back from the dead yeah. to be their defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I just feel like maybe I'm generalizing, Yeesh. but usually when what that— did Dean Pease do to you, man? When, the, when this kind of stuff happens, you know, when you're bringing a coach back— uh, it just it hardly works out. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not trying to say that this defense, you know, has some juice. I think, I think the my outlook for the Falcons is is a more efficient offensive version of what they were last year. You'd like to think that AJ Terrell is going to take a nice step, uh, progress a little bit as a player. I'd probably put my money on Richie Grant starting as a safety, and I thought he was a he was a pretty high floor safety prospect coming out of UCF. Uh, was a starter there for a couple years. Um, you know, I can see, and, and, and obviously too, it comes down to Matt Ryan, who I haven't mentioned, but I tend to take Klepp's more uh, line of thinking. I don't think he's an elite quarterback by any means, but I don't think he's going to be losing games for you. And I think if you put him in a nice system, I don't see why Matt Ryan can't be pretty effective as a passer. Um, the offensive line isn't great. Uh, I think Mike Davis is a, is a pretty darn good running back. And, you know, Arthur Smith obviously had Derek Henry the past couple of years. I think you know, he, he seemed like a – I like the way that Tennessee called offense under him. So I can really see this offense being a stingy good offense and, you know, their defense, a lot of shootouts, you know. But but I can see this offense being really tough to deal with. But I, I don't see this team finishing above third in this division. I think they're clearly in that bottom tier, uh, especially with Smith coming in for the first year with his offense. And I just don't think they have – the ceiling because of you know because of their defense. I mean, maybe take Smith to win Coach of the Year, you know, thirty to one or whatever it is, and and then kind of that, that'd be my only way to back this team because I think if they finish second, like Smith's probably going to win Coach of the Year, and you know they're going to be there on the back of their defense, I mean, their offense, excuse me. So I'm kind of with you guys. I mean, I see this team maybe having a higher floor than you do, Lee, but I'm certainly not going to be crowning them as a sleeper. 
I want to say too, Matt Ryan has been sacked over 40 times, four times in his career, and three of those times have been the past three seasons. Um, so they need to figure out how to protect him too. And, you know, he's thrown double-digit interceptions three of the past four years. Um, there has been a noticeable decline in his play. Like, I, I think that's fairly evident. And I know Julio was injured last year. They won four games last year. Like, this team won four games. So you, in order for them to win seven games. I think I it's seven and a half. This year, I think it's their, their total it's, seven and a half. I'm all over that under now. Like, they won four games last year and seven games the two years before that when they were, like, pretty good. And they've only gotten worse, in my opinion. Maybe not from last year because it, it was pretty bad last year. But I don't think they're better. It comes down. It comes down to Smith because you could view the last three years under Dan Quinn kind of as an albatross, and you know he really was bringing this team down. Sure, but that's the same guy who got them to the Super Bowl too. Like, he, I know it was I would Shanahan. Say Shanahan that yeah. Quinn, Quinn was the head coach, man, and I think Quinn. I think Quinn's a good coach. Maybe not head coach. I think he's a good coach. I already talked about what I think about the upgrade from Nolan to Quinn is in Dallas. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think you can blame too much of any of that on Quinn. You know. So anyway. Yeah, it's more so just you know. Do you view Smith as an X? Like, how much of an X factor is he? You know, and like, what is the best case scenario yeah. for? Well, for I think he's guy? dealing with yeah. a worse quarterback than he had in Tennessee, and probably worse weapons too. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I agree. And a, and he's sure is dealing with he he doesn't have a workhorse running back that defies logic of running backs. So. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. And he doesn't have um, as good of a defense either. So it's like yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot going his his way. Um, let's move on to the, the Panthers. Um, Lee, do you want to kind of share what you were telling me uh, pre-pod with, with Darnold and how you kind of feel about yeah. this season for them? Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure Tommy will agree. Looking over this depth chart and schedule, um, this is all on Sam Darnold. I will come out of the closet on Sam Darnold if they do. Not, if this team does not, imp- honestly, if this team does not win nine games this year or more, I will. I will say it's Sam Darnold's fault without even knowing what would happen, because they spent every draft pick on the defense last year. They spent a lot of good money, in my opinion, on the defense this offseason and their number eight pick in the draft on a corner. And their offense has a plethora of weapons. Um, the only problem with this team is the offensive line. But then I'm looking at it, and it's like similar to how Tommy made the argument with the Jets' offensive line, where it's like it could be average. This is an offensive line that like could be average. I'm seeing that Greg Little and Brady Christensen are backup tackles for them. Like that's good. That's solid. Um, and I don't think their starting five linemen are anything to write home about. But. They have Cameron Irving, who I think is a decent left tackle. He definitely fulfilled his role in Dallas as that swing tackle who came in a lot more than anyone thought he would and played pretty well. Mm. Um, I don't know about that. He played pretty well, dude. I mean, he played. He did, he he earned a, a contract to be a starter somewhere, and he's probably going to be in a camp battle with Greg Little and Brady Christensen to see who's going to win that position. Um, what I'm saying is, there's depth at the tackle position, even if it's bad depth. It's depth. It's better than no depth. Um, and I think the line is fine. Obviously, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, he's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. And DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, you guys like Terrace Marshall more than I did, but I think he's a more than serviceable number three receiver. And I'll go ahead and say it. I think Dan Arnold's the best tight end this team has had in a while. 
And I think they're going to try to utilize him the right way, which is what Arizona didn't do, and just get him to be purely a pass-catching tight end. And I think that that can be effective for them. Um, so, yeah, that teamed with the fact that I think this defense is good. Like, I think this is a good defense. I like Brian Burns. I know you guys liked him before I did, but I like him. He's proven. I love Derek Brown. I love Gross Matos. I think that the signings of Denzel Perryman, Hassan Reddick uh, at the linebacker position were good signings. Patty Fisher, baby, I think too. Patty Fisher is a solid deep pick. I think they're three corners deep, maybe even four, uh, depending on if Bouye can re- have a little bit of a resurgence. But it's like Rashawn Melvin is like their fifth best corner. You know, like I think that their secondary is solid. Jeremy Chin's a star, a star in my opinion. Um, there's a lot to like about this defense, and I like J.C. Horn a lot, even if he has a subpar rookie year, which is what will happen to a lot of first-year corners, which I don't know will happen to him. Well. You know, let's let's shout out the special teams too a little bit. Joey Sly's got a boot. Joey Sly does a. I mean, yeah, I like this team a lot. All comes down to Darnold, and it doesn't make sense for me to not believe in Carolina if I believe in Darnold. Um, your first, you know, eight weeks of the season are Jets, New Orleans without Michael Thomas, Houston, Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Giants, Atlanta. Um, you should be winning five or more of those games, in my opinion. Like, absolutely. Three at so, least. Three at, like, you need three at least there. Three is not cut it. You're three and five. That does not cut it for me. What is no. it, the first one? You, Teddy Bridgewater could win three games with that schedule. Easily, in my opinion. I think you win five. Sam Darnold has, better have a big chip on his shoulder because he has a lot to prove. Yeah. And this is by far the best situation he's been in. And I haven't even mentioned the coaching staff. Yeah. Which is clearly better than anything he's ever dealt with before. So... A lot of forces pushing me towards believing that this Panthers team is going to be significantly better than they were last year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, interested to see if you guys have anything to say about that. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to echo everything that you said, Lee. I mean, I, I mean, this defense is a lot better than I thought it was, even just from, you know, when I was just thinking about this defense pre-pod to just looking over their depth chart now. Um, obviously a lot of weight's going to be on J.C. Horn's shoulders in year one, but I think he's up to the task. I think, you know, at the very least, I think he's going to be an average corner as, as a rookie, which I think, you know, we saw Kuda last year kind of fall short of that and be a little bit of a liability. I think that J.C. Horn, I'd like to think, is, you know, going to be an instant improvement there. And then, you know, him and Dante Jackson right there as your, as your two starting corners is, is really impressive. And then A.J. Bouye and, and Troy Pride, who played well, uh, as as a rookie last year, I mean, all of a sudden this the secondary is pretty deep. Lee, you mentioned Chin. Um, I mean, really good linebackers bringing in Hassan Reddick on a one year deal. Kind of, I think that's a good move. Why not do it? Yuter uh, Grossmatos, Brian Burns, a lot of you know individual BJP boys. Uh, Derek Brown across this defensive line. Um, yeah, I mean this defense is really good. And then we talk about the offense. I mean, I kind of was expecting to make the preview of this team be. You know, like a lot of other teams, this is going to be a live offense and a defense that can play bend, don't break. But, you know, I think Matt Rule gets these guys to go. What, what do we think of Phil Snow as a DC? I mean, I don't know a lot about him, but I want to. Isn't he? He's a Baylor guy, I think. I think he came from Baylor. Yeah, he might be. And and you know what? I love and, Chase Blackburn. He's the guy who played for the Giants on the yep. Super Bowl team, the outside linebacker. That guy's got a future. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, oh, yeah, that's right, special teams coordinator. 
Yeah, I, I mean, this defense surprised me last year. If you guys remember, Klepp, Klepp and I had our, our infamous Panther take, and I really thought the Panthers were going to be, you know, a top three worst team, one of the worst teams in, in the league, and they really surprised me. We're gritty on offense, and their defense seemed to, to overperform, and I think there's no reason why this defense isn't, shouldn't take the next step forward. And, and no jokes aside, Patty Fisher, too, great depth linebacker. He probably runs, you know, a 5-2-40, but – Really smart, and you know it's basically Luke Keekley. Jewel, baby. Luke Keekley, if he ran a five two, that's no, what he's, he's like. Josie Jewel, man. They're actually very similar players. I like. And that. by the way, Phil Snow probably hooked up with Rule at Temple because he was a D, D coordinator at Temple from 2013 to 2016, then went to Baylor 2017 2018, Baylor 2019, and he was at the Panthers last year. So a little deep this dive. Is a, clearly, a guy that uh, Rule thinks highly of. Shout out. He was the defensive assistant for the Lions in 05, and he was a linebackers coach from 06 to 08. He spent a, you know, a fair share of time in in, in Detroit too. So well, those, and, I mean, those weren't the good. Those were not good defenses, though. <laughs> he was uh, not the coordinator. He, he was coaching up Ernie Sims, he was and not that did not go so well. Progression. We're all about progression here. And then I just want to touch on the offensive line real quick. I, I'm going to push back on what Lee said a little. I think this offensive line is a bit of an issue. Taylor Moton just got paid like an elite tackle, which he very well may be. I think he's you know their best player. Um, I really like them getting Deontay Brown from Alabama in the sixth round. Like I, I'm expecting him to start. He's a, you know he looks like Blastoise. He's a little fire hydrant. Uh, just plug David Moore too isn't that the guy from Grambling? They they spent some capital on the O line. I like. Anyway, I mean, continue. I really like their draft. I know Club is probably the highest on Terrence Marshall, but I had him as a top ten receiver, mm-hmm. and and that teamed with the familiarity that he has with Joe Brady's offense. I kind of like some Terrence Marshall over yards props this year, just because I think he's in- it's Terrace, Terrace, oh, yeah. Terrace, Terrace, Terrace Marshall. Um, wow. I didn't even know it was Terrace. I was calling him Terrence Marshall this whole time. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to come in and be really productive in an offense that he knows the familiarity with Brady. Like Again, you guys know I love Joe Brady. I like Matt Rule a lot. I think this is a plus coaching staff with a plus 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 offensive coordinator. Um, and you know, they're they're all, I mean, their skill positions are are pretty damn sick. I mean, if Terrace Marshall emerges, then they definitely have an argument with the Bucks for best skill positions in the uh, in the uh, division, and you know, obviously have in in the NFL as well. So. I'm I'm high on this. Team we're as well. we're a little bit. I mean, guys, we're we're a little more than a month uh, away from the start of the season, and I know we we still there's still a lot that can happen uh, in between um, that period, or during that period, I should say. But you guys are kind of talking about the Panthers, um, like you think that they could be a playoff team. I mean, Absolutely. am I getting the and, yeah. and something that we've kind of touched on too is like the NFC is weaker this year too. Like when you go to these, once you get past the division winners, you know. If the Panthers are playing well, like a 9-10 win team, they're, you know, just as live as a Dallas and, you know, any of those teams in the NFC East. And you, I mean, obviously the NFC West is going to be competitive, but I'm like, I'm liking the Panthers. And, and, uh, and if I can just give my piece on Darnold too, I mean, I'm expecting him to, to play really well this year, especially in this offense. Um, you know, I, I don't think his job is going to have to be that hard. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be easier for him in a lot of ways, and it kind of has to be because this is this is for sure a cliff here on on Darnold. And I think uh, Lee, I like the point that you made um, with the Falcons about how uh, sure their offense could be good, but there's a lot of offenses around the NFL that you can you can feel fairly uh, comfortable with. But 
there's not I I think there's not as many defenses that no. you, you look at and say, oh, this could this could be a unit that, you know, it kind of imposes its will, right? And as much as we talk about the offensive side of the ball because it's kind of the way the league is trending and everything, uh look what happened in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bucks Bucks defense uh, look at that whole playoff run, right, with, with the Buccaneers, who, who we'll talk about here, uh, you know, next. Maybe maybe we can even have a little smooth transition to the Bucks. But uh, I mean, their defense was what got them past uh, the Saints. It got it, it got them past the Packers and Lambeau, and and it you know it it made it so that Super Bowl win was fairly easy, yep. right? And so you're looking at this Panthers defense and. Um, especially along the, the D line with with Gross Matos, Brown and Burns, um, Davion Nixon was a guy who I, I'll, he went in the fifth round. I'll say it. I liked him as like a second round type of dude. Like he's super explosive. I think him paired with a guy like Derek Brown, who who takes up space, and you could have Davion Nixon in there. Um, you know, maybe even little just some pass rush specialties, just shooting some gaps. Uh, Davion Roy was one. pretty good last year too. He's a Baylor guy. I know. Yeah. That. So. Uh, uh, there's a lot to like along the defense, and Jeremy Chin's a safety, but he plays uh, all over, uh, all over the place, and made a lot of impact plays in his rookie season. So, and Hassan Reddick, a former temp- Temple man, coming uh, back to uh, Matt Rule. I'm not sure if their paths crossed uh, when uh, they when did. they were at Temple. They did. I, I'm assuming they did. Yeah. So uh, maybe yeah, Hassan Reddick is a guy who's kind of been a little up and down, but but maybe you know Coach. Coach Rule Come, can get the best out of him. Coming off the best year of his career, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. At least yep. statistically. Um, also, I don't want to – I know I said it. Denzel Perriman, I think, is one of the more underrated linebackers in the free agency this year, and I think that they got a gem in him. And then we haven't even brought up Shaq Thompson, really. I think he could could very well be the second best player or, yeah, up there as one of the best players on this defense. Well, if um, Shaq Thompson is, like, arguably your fifth best – could be your fifth best defensive player this year with, you know – with yeah. Burns and 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 uh, Chen and and you know Derek Brown, then I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty darn that's pretty darn impressive. Shall we shall we get on to the Bucks here, boys? Shall we sail on over to Tampa Bay? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, uh, we talked about this with the Bills, um, or or maybe we didn't in the lost tapes, I guess, but. Uh, the 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 Buccaneers coaching staff to me is kind of the first thing that them staying together after that Super Bowl run, the whole team kind of staying together after the Super Bowl run and, and winning the Super Bowl is somewhat unprecedented uh, in the NFL. But that goes with their quarterback, who's pretty much unprecedented in, in NFL history. He's about to turn 44 years old, um, entering the. I think is it a, he had a two year deal, right? Or did he, they extend him? I'm not I even think sure. He had a two year deal. Uh, yeah, so uh, wins the Super Bowl in his first season uh, in Tampa Bay. We were uh, and we were on the Bucks last year. Give our, give ourselves a little bit of uh, of credit. Um, obviously, it wasn't too hard to see, but you know uh, things don't always go so well when it's their first time. And, and they had some bumps in the road early on. They didn't even win the division, which is why we're talking about them before the Saints. Um, but obviously, we're we're able to win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. So uh, to me, this is this team. I think I would just say has the best roster in the NFL. Um, I think they're fairly loaded uh, at most positions. I think when you look along the the D line, 
maybe you could say they could use a little youth, but then they go in and get a guy like Joe Tryon with their first overall, uh, with their first round pick. And uh, again, keeping most of their players from, from last year, Chris Godwin stays uh, on a, on a franchise tag. They're able to, uh, you know, just move around uh, some, some money and make sure that the band stays together. So um, we'll see how I, how I kind of put them in the end when I'm looking at the, the top teams in the NFC. But, um, to me, there's no reason why this team shouldn't at least win the division now, uh, kind of, I feel like, in, in this season and uh, make another run at a Super Bowl. Yeah, nothing really to disagree with there. Um, yeah, this team is, has the best roster in the NFL. I think that it's fairly definitive, um, especially when Vita Vea is healthy. I think we saw that in the Super Bowl, how big of a change he kind of brought to the way that defensive line attacked when he was in, um, proving himself to be one of the better young players in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, they have one of those at every level. Not even at every level. At every position group, they have a elite young player, whether it be Vita Vea or Devin White or Antoine Winfield. Uh, their corners are really impressive. Um and that's not even getting into the offense that I think is just going to continue to be extremely consistent and high profile. You know, they can do a lot of different things offensively. I do want to say I really like the signing of Gio Bernard. Um, I think he's immediately going to be their best pass catching running back and that he's going to carve out. A Which nice is not goal. saying a ton. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. But I'm saying that there's there's a, there's room for that on this team. They kind of could use that a couple times last year. So I do believe that he's going to carve out a nice little role for himself this year, being their third down back, because Fournette and Jones have cinder block hands. Um, and but Fournette and Jones are a great one-two punch. You know those guys are just physical runners. Um, I think Jones is probably a little bit more refined, but we saw what Fournette did on the playoff run last year. I mean that was awesome. He played really well. So um, they got a good thing going there. Not not really anywhere you can poke holes on this roster, in my opinion. And then when you team that with the coaching staff and the confidence levels coming in after the Super Bowl run, um, this is the team to beat in the NFL. Yeah, not too much to add there. I mean, this roster is just really impressive. I mean, I'm looking – just look at the receivers right now. you got my guy Jalen Darden coming out, who potentially could be better than Amari Rodgers. We don't know about that yet. But Jalen Darden, Tyler Johnson, and Scotty Miller, your backup three receivers, all guys who I think could start in a lot of other lineups. And then, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. That's pretty darn tough to stop. And then you got Gronk and O.J. Howard. I mean, this team is just deep. They can withstand. What are you taking a shot at Amari Rodgers for? It's, it's, it's a, it was a deep cut for fans of the BJP, which I guess you weren't paying attention in that Seattle mock. And that Seattle yeah, mock we so. did, that seven-round oh, mock. That's right, that's right. When, when I made the executive decision to take Jalen Darden over Amari Rodgers, had the area scouts <laughs> chirping in my ear. Had, had a couple, north, had a couple uh, you know, southeast area scouts chirping in my ear. Um, I, yeah, this te- trust the taste, trust the taste. <laughs> said Tommy. Hey, we'll see. Um, yeah, this team, is, this team is deep and incredibly talented, so... Really hard to see, in my opinion, what the, the floor is for them. I mean, it's it's hard to see this team not winning, even if, you know, barring injury, them, you know, winning 10 games, I think, is kind of a lock. So um, this is going to be a really good team and a tough out and equally high floor and, and really high ceiling, you know. 
Carlton, yeah, Carlton Davis kind of asserted himself as one of the better corners in the in the league last year too. So, yeah, Anton Jamel Winfield. Dean was awesome too, and yeah. then Murphy Bunting. Like they're all really good, really really good players. Um, and if Joe Tryon is like as you know is is an explosive situational pass rusher that they can kind of spell with Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, you know who am I uh, Sha- Shaq Barrett. I mean, geez, man, that's uh, yeah, that's a, no. that's a scary I think J- thought. I think Jason Pierre-Paul might be my favorite player in the NFL, just for what it's worth. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. He's a must-follow on Snapchat, yeah. too, to check out his, his stories. His, he's he's all about the life wisdom, you yeah. know? So, uh, much Joe Tryon could him. be that, much like Jason Pierre-Paul was as a rookie for the Giants when they went on that Super Bowl run. You know, that, that third mm. pass rusher that came in with Tuck and Ayuma Rora? Ayuma Ayuma yeah, O.C. Ayuma Nora, who's an absolute stud and... Just got after it. So this team team is going to be tough. I was um was listening to a pod uh, and uh, they were talking about uh, you know taking this team to win the NFC right now at, at plus three hundred. Um, just because much like a lot of people did last year with the Chiefs taking them to win the Super Bowl in you know July, that that number is just going to get shorter. That even if you know, let's say the, the the Bucks are a wild card team in the playoffs. You know, like what do you think their odds are to win the NFC? It's probably, you know, right around right around plus, in between three hundred and four hundred. So that's something that I kind of I really like that as a potential uh, value play. Yeah. Any uh, anyone gonna go out there and say uh, Tom Brady starts to decline as a forty four year old man? No. No. I think that Tom Brady will be completely fine this year. <laughs> Anything, I mean, dude, the guy was playing on a torn MCL yeah. throughout the playoffs. Like, what? What are you talking about? How is that, like, I just think he is, like you said, Clep, he's unprecedented. We're not going to see anything like this guy ever again in our life. Um, he's a psychopath, actually. He's a crazy person uh, in the best possible way. And I just think we have to enjoy that. I don't know if they're going to, if we really want to get into the weeds, I don't know if a repeat is in store. Maybe I'm I'm gonna start pushing that narrative a little too early, um, just because I think it's just so hard to do. I think the big part of the reason why I picked the Buccaneers to win uh, before the Super Bowl was because I was like, man, repeating is just so hard. That was one of the factors. Um, but man, this is not a team you want to rule out. It's just why rule them out? There's no real reason to rule them out. So yeah, I don't think that bet would be bad, Tommy. Um, to win the NFC, not even win the Super Bowl. To win the NFC. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying that. I, I don't think it would be bad. Uh, I like the Rams like a little bit more this year. And, you know, I guess I will say that the, the, the target on the backs of the Buccaneers has gotten bigger, I guess. That's probably – they kind of slid underneath the radar a little bit last season um, because they didn't start out too great. I remember after the whole – Chicago loss with Brady thinking it was fourth down. There were some concerns with this team, especially I remember Vita Vea got injured that game too, and I remember thinking, man, like the wheels are kind of falling off a little bit with them. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat New Orleans in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat a Green Bay in the playoffs. Uh, We saw the Chiefs kind of handle their business against them. And then the last few weeks of the season, they looked like the best team in the NFL, and that didn't really stop at any point. So, And for what it's worth, Another reason why you should follow Jason Pierre-Paul on Snapchat, he, throughout the playoffs, guaranteed wins every week, and no one was talking about it. Uh, he said, I don't care who thinks we're going to lose. We're, we're going to win next week. And then 
don't be asking me for Super Bowl tickets when we win. <laughs> he was telling his family members, don't be asking me for Super Bowl tickets when, when we win next week. Um, so, yeah, I think the confidence level on this team is really high, too. I don't think that should be underestimated either. But anyway. Well, let's let's go to the, the division winners from last year um, who, who lost to the Bucks in the playoffs, the Saints. And uh, I want everybody to, to plant their flag with, with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Uh, who who do you think uh, is going to start week one uh, for the Saints? And uh, I think I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. Yeah, if I could just hop in uh, in front of you, Lee, I, I think the fact that Michael Thomas is injured like makes Taysom Hill a more viable option almost just because you don't really have to. I mean, if you should probably lean into you know the Taysom Hill experience with Alvin Kamara and just being a, a pretty run-centric team until you can, you know, I, I mean, dude, the, the weapons on this team are pretty, you know, I mean, outside of Kamara, the receivers and tight ends on the team are, are pretty bad. Um, I like me some uh, Adam Troutman. I think he has an ability to make an impact this year, but just losing Michael Thomas, I think, is pretty huge for this for this offense. Um, yeah, Traquan Smith is your number one receiver right now. That's, that's not good. I love little Jordan Humphrey in college. He's just slow. He's just yeah. so slow. He was awesome at Texas, though. Yeah, seriously, was. I remember watching him and being sometimes being like, "Man, he's gonna be really good," but he's just not fast at all, which is a big deal um, once you start playing with the big boys. But yeah, totally, you're right, Tommy. Um, my heart says Jameis, and my my personal head says Jameis. Like you should start Jameis. I don't care if Michael Thomas isn't playing. Jameis is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill, in my opinion. Um, he gives you a better chance to win, in my opinion. Um, although that very well could be debated after what Taysom Hill has done. But yeah, I mean, I totally think Taysom Hill is going to start. Like, totally. Um, Sean Payton obviously thinks very highly of him. So, yeah. I think Michael Thomas is going to be out for a while. Um, I think this offense is fine. You've got a solid offensive line. You have a huge question mark at quarterback. You've got one of the more dynamic running backs in the NFL who's going to be your best receiver week one. Um, and you're relying on kind of, you know, the Traquan Smiths, Marquez Callaways, Deontay Harris's of the world to get you by in the passing game, which I don't I don't really know if that's going to work. Just sign Chris Hogan. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm surprised they weren't. Sign Terrell Owens. I'm surprised they weren't all over Anthony Miller in a trade. That would have been, I think, a really yeah. nice move for them. I think Chris Hogan sucks. Like, why, like. Wasn't he just playing lacrosse? Yeah, he was just playing lacrosse. lacrosse. He's been on like every team in the AFC East. He's just like I don't. He doesn't move the needle for me. I think Lil Jordan Humphrey is better than him. That's my hot take right Ooh, now. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> and then defensively, I mean, the defense is solid, but you know, all the confidence in this team comes from, for me, comes from the coaching and the historical success the past five years. Um. So yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about about the Saints. Because I think I think they missed their on. window. Is yeah. is like my ultimate thing with the Saints. Is like I think they just missed their window. They uh, had the loss with the Vikings, and then they kind of got screwed in the NFC Championship game with the pass interference penalty. Uh, mm-hmm. And since then, I've I've just thought that it's not really going to happen for them. Uh, I mean, they rolled over the Bears last year, but then pretty pretty much got soundly beat. By the Bucks and, and and the the Breeze era just ended and 
Uh, I think this team is in, and then, you know, this off season is when they finally felt the repercussions for the way that they've handled their salary cap. Yeah. Um, and, and they lost a lot of guys. I love Peyton Turner. Um, I, I liked him as a prospect. Maybe they, they reached for him a little bit, but he was just getting a lot of buzz uh, heading into draft night. And I, I think he's a, a he can be a really good player for them. But I think the combination of, you know, maybe giving up a little bit too much to go and get Marcus Davenport and then just some of the salary cap uh, games that they were playing that kind of caught up with them. And then the end of Drew Brees' career that I think this team is – I don't think they'll be bad, but I don't think they're heading in the right direction. And I'll say it wouldn't shock me if they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hard for me to really, uh, you know, pump the drum of this team. I I, I think they're they're kind of giving me some like Patriots of last year vibes, where they're going to be just kind of a middle of the pack, tough out because I think their defense is pretty darn good. I really like they just picked up Brian Poole too. I think it's a really nice slot corner, drafting Paulson Adebo out of Stanford, a guy who. Uh, was an opt out, but played really well in 2019. Um, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, a lot of a lot of nice pieces on this defense, and you know the coaching staff. It's just really hard for me to think the bottom is going to fall out with this team. But yeah, I I think you know they're going to be competing with Atlanta and Carolina for that second spot. I think you know it's kind of and and I really think losing Michael Thomas is is a pretty sizable blow because um, any you know. It just takes a lot of that dynamicism out of out of their offense. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of low on the Saints this year. And Clep, you didn't even mention the other Vikings game too, when they were like seven point favorites at home, you know, two years ago. The, the yeah. 49ers, the, that was the Kyle Rudolph game. Yeah, yeah, the Kyle Rudolph game. That was uh, brutal. That was brutal. And uh, you know, that's really I think they lost. They missed their window because um, Breeze. You know, Breeze before we even knew that he was injured last year was was pretty pretty awful and yeah i'd start Jameis. i'd start Jameis because i think he gives your offense the most upside but man i think this is probably a, a seven to nine win team reset bring in malik willis sean payton <laughs> get, get malik willis under center next year um let's get into uh ranking these teams man um Whew. I, I'm having a hard time deciding between the Panthers and, and Saints second. I'll, I'll put the I'll put the Bucks in first. Um, you know, I'll I'll just go with the Panthers in second. I think that's a little bit more fun to root for, and I think there's uh, more more potential there. But I mean, how Lee? How would you rank? I think I've asked you this before, and I've forgotten. But how would you rank like Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and Sam Darnold? Darnold, Winston, Taysom. So like, if you you would feel worse about the Panthers if if, Jam- if Jameis Winston was their quarterback yes okay marginally yeah. yes I, can, yeah, I agree still. I agree yeah yeah yep. um Darnold boys to the end uh, so the we'll end. do yep. uh we'll do Bucks Panthers I haven't seen enough Falcons. yet to say that he's definitively bad I just simply I, I don't think that's a fair thing to say that's my whole take I guess yeah. I have one fun stat guys oh because right. I remember when the when the BJP was birthed uh, in 2017, it was a hot take for me to say the Saints were going to have double-digit wins because they were coming off three seven and nine seasons, right? Yep. So we all remember Sean Payton as this winning coach. So starting in 2009 when they won the Super Bowl, 09-10, they won 13 games after an eight-win season in 08. 13 games, 11 games, 13 games, 11 games. 
from 2009 to 2013. Then 2014 to 2016, seven, seven, seven. Three seven win seasons. Now, the past four years, they've won 11, 13, 13, 12, right? Yeah. So they've, they've had a four year cycle of 11 to 13 win seasons. Now might be the time where they're due for that seven win stretch. Um, it seems fitting. And I know that's a little bit out there, but I like it. I do think that this team reverts back to more of a seven win team than a 11 to 13 win team. What's their win total? It's all I was looking I for. It's nine. It was nine and a half, I think, but it's off. It's yeah. off my book right now. Obviously, I think they're wow. going to. Um, but yeah, I would take it under nine and a half. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to change with the whole Thomas, Michael Thomas news. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm lockstep with Klepp. For, for a lot of the similar reasons. I'm going to take the Bucks, um, And then you kind of, I think you can make an argument for each of these teams finishing second, depending on who you're highest on. But I, I think the most upside resides in Carolina. So Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans with a higher floor than Atlanta. And then Atlanta, you know, in, in the bottom, in the gooter. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of thought someone would play it safe and take New Orleans second. Um, but I'm with you guys, man. Obviously, after my big brain trust, Carolina, you know, spiel. Yeah, I think... Uh, Any concern that we're in too much of lockstep as of late? A little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. a little bit. <laughs> because, because if the season ended, none of us would be surprised if we if, if we came to ourselves, you know, a version of us four months from now, and we're like, oh yeah, the Saints came in second, you idiots. Yeah, and Carolina. Uh, yeah. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Carolina over 7.5, minus 105. Yeah, I like that. Like that, and I like the unders in Atlanta and New Orleans. Probably not anymore in New Orleans because Michael Thomas is going to move that like a game and a half. It'll be like yeah, it'll probably eight. open at eight and a half. I mean, I doubt, you really think they'd set it at eight? No, it'll be eight and a half. But still, dude, their schedule's not that hard for a first place team because mm. they play. Obviously, they play Atlanta twice. They play Carolina twice for what it's worth. I mean, I I think they'll still probably split that. And then they play Miami. They play the Jets. They play Philly, you know, they play the Giants in Washington. I'm not saying they're going to win all those games, but it's like they'll win it. They'll win a couple of those games for sure. They're not just going to lay down and lose to like, you know, the Giants, Washington, Philly, Dallas, all those. Like, I, I still think that they're too well coached and they have too much talent yeah. to not be hanging around in, in a lot of those games. Um, so, yeah. Atlanta I wouldn't touch it. Atlanta eight. under seven and a half minus one oh five. That's the that's kind of the what's the what's the Panthers? The Panthers is seven and a half as well. Overs minus one oh five. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'd feel better about that under than a than a, a Panthers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I guess I just put the Panthers in second, so I should say that. That's fair. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, that wraps it up. So we're on to the, uh, the AFC North. Indeed. Indeed. Sleepers chat chat is going off. Stay, can we stay steaming? Forever. Life.